Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 9, Repairs. So, Mariah, how was your week? It was good. I've been just, like, so low energy this week. Yeah. Um, But on Friday, I did get to go see Multiverse of Madness, and it was really good. What is that? Really good. What is that? <laughs> I don't... Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's the newest movie in the MCU. Oh, I haven't. I've seen literally nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even from me. It's no. <laughs> like, it's like WandaVision season two, except like not though. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Well, good. Well, I'm glad it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I booked my tickets like a week in advance, um, and I had decided to go and see like a 10:30 a.m. viewing, and I was mm. like, I'm gonna take myself on a little breakfast date. And Aww. now the now the dine-in theaters, you can like order your food online. Like, there used to be, like, a little waiter that would come up to your seat and take your order. But then they were like, this is actually really stupid. We have the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was really short-lived. We we don't need to interrupt these people's viewing experience. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I ordered myself uh, some churros and some coffee. And they didn't have any options for, like sugar or flavored syrup or milk or anything like that so I just got uh, a side of ice cream with my churros and I brought I brought a cup from home and I dumped the ice cream and the coffee into my cup stop it (laughs) it didn't work but it was it was an attempt it was an attempt (laughs) it didn't it didn't do anything but I tried oh my god Uh, So, Caroline, how was your week? Mine was good. Just, like, normal work stuff, office drama, all that. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I I don't, I didn't do anything. (laughs) You brought your dog to the dog park. I did. I brought my dog to the dog park a lot. And he rolled around in mud. He did. Yeah, I had to. I was on the phone with you for that. (laughs) It was fun. Um. He loves that dog park. <laughs> I try to bring him there a lot. He's got some, he's got like at least one little friend that I recognize and he goes and plays with him every time. It's so cute. <laughs> That's adorable. Well, shall we get into this episode? We shall. Uh, so this episode was written by the creators and showrunners, uh, Marissa Tancherowin and Jed Whedon, and it was directed by Billy Gearhart. Cool. So we meet, we only meet a couple of new characters in this episode. We meet Hannah Hutchins, a witch, and <laughs> Tobias Ford, a little bitch. So <laughs> <clears throat> we open in a gas station in Batesville, Utah. A woman walks in and grabs a few items while the cashier leers at her, and I am immediately afraid for her. 
I only just caught that it was in Utah. That actually oh, yeah. makes the context make a lot more sense. Continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she asks him, like, if there's a problem, and he just says, Jack Benson was a friend of mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she tries to offer her condolences and says that Jack was her friend, too. And the clerk cuts her off and is like, says that Jack's wife uh, blames her for Jack's death because she was his boss or something. And the woman says that she's going to just find somewhere else to shop. And the man quickly blocks her path. He threatens her. And then all of a sudden, canned food starts just like pelting him <laughs> by itself. Yeah, he's like, are you doing this? And she says, no. And then the whole shelf just, like, falls over onto him, is, like, pushed into him. And she looks terrified, but kind of guilty. He runs outside with his little flip phone out. It's so cute. <laughs> and then he sees that the gas pumps are all off their hooks, and they're spilling gas all over the concrete. So he just keeps running, and the gas is, like, flowing towards the building, where there are already burning newspapers conveniently just outside the door. And then the explosion that we've been waiting for since episode two. Finally. <laughs> well, she's just, like, inside, huddled behind a counter, crying, and she goes, not again. It's so dramatic. It's such a, this is like a really good setup for the episode. It is. One of, one of the setups that actually, you know, comes to fruition. It goes somewhere. It's not just, we're pulling a flash drive out of somebody's nose and now we're going (laughs) to the hub. Um, So the gas station uh, that's seen at the beginning is a Roxxon station. Uh, Roxxon is a fictional energy company in, like, the Marvel Universe, Marvel Comics. Mm. Obviously, it is supposed to, you know, evoke Exxon and things like that. Yeah. And a Roxxon particle accelerator is the cause of this episode's issues. Oh, okay. So, you know, that's all connected. The company is depicted as having been run by various executives who are typically ready and eager to use any underhanded and illegal option to secure profits, up to and including violent crimes. Oh. So just energy companies then. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And I think the most recent... um, if not inclusion of Roxxon, then sort of an homage to Roxxon in the MCU uh, was in Loki, the TV show. In that show, they go to Haven Hills, Alabama in the year 2050. It's a fictional town owned entirely by the Roxxon Energy Corporation. America, you're telling me in 2050 we still haven't figured out that factory towns are a bad idea? Right, and we're still being run by corporations. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, so it's a fictional town owned entirely by Roxxon where there's a horrible hurricane taking place. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and people are using the store, a Walmart-esque big box store, as a shelter. Okay. I need to watch that show, I guess. Yeah, it is really good. I really do like Loki. Um, Roxxon also played a big part in the Iron Man trilogy, all three of those movies. Okay. Iron Man 3 is where it's most heavily featured. Um, but yeah, Roxxon is like a pretty cool, just like stand-in for bad corporation. It makes a good villain. And yeah. honestly, I hope that they use it more because it would be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so 
Then we cut to May. She's like slowly walking across the floor with like clothes everywhere while she's getting dressed and the shower is running in the background. She gets an alert on her phone about a very vague mission. And so she tells Ward as he comes out of the bathroom with a towel around his waist. And I hate this. (laughs) Ward is like, oh, we should follow our usual plan to not show up together. Like, how many times has this happened? I hate it. I hate it so much. But May is already out the door before he can even finish talking. So my personal headcanon is that May just like does not care. He might as well be a dildo. <laughs> like yeah. she's like, I, I, I didn't mean to make conversation. <laughs> I was just informing you that we have a mission. I'm leaving now. I'm gone. Actually, right. goodbye. <laughs> I was just telling you. I didn't want you to answer. <laughs> we don't have to discuss the plan. We're both spies. Like we already know. I've. <laughs> we've both. Sp- we're we're both spies, and also I'm 20 years older than you, so right. I think I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> you think this is May's first rodeo? <laughs> Jesus, not even. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, on the plane, uh, Coulson is briefing Skye on their new mission target, a telekinetic named Hannah Hutchins. Skye didn't think they existed, and Coulson says that they've never actually verified one before, which is why they have to go to Baseville to conduct an index asset evaluation and intake process. Skye says this mission needs a better name, and I agree. (laughs) Coulson says Skye really needs to pay attention on this one. And Sky's like, um, it's not the first time that I've met someone with newfound powers. I found Mike Peterson before S.H.I.E.L.D. did. And Coulson's like, yeah, and how did that go? Valid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Sky asks a few more questions about what to expect from this mission. And Coulson says that this one may be a particularly sensitive case because her whole town blames her for a particle accelerator explosion that killed four technicians on her watch. Sky feels for the families of the dead, but also for Hannah, who lost her friends and her co-workers on top of gaining powers that she didn't even know that she had much less can control so then Fitzsimmons and Coulson are like doing some sciencey stuff and um, I'm not gonna pretend that I understood enough to even take notes on it but whatever Coulson said impressed everyone so that's something I guess I read I read Coulson tells Sky that she is going to wait in the car while he, Ward, and May make initial contact with Hannah. And I'm confused now because literally 30 seconds ago, he wanted her to pay very close attention to every part of this case. <laughs> and now he wants her to wait in the car? Like, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> he's like, it's a delicate situation. And Sky's like, oh, but you're going to bring warm and fuzzy over there? I love that. Okay. I, he says that he's bringing May and Ward. Which one do you think is warm and which one do you think is fuzzy? <laughs> well, warm rhymes with Ward. Okay. That's what that's what I would go Okay, with. got it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know. I it, there's no right answer. I oh, was just okay. asking. <laughs> I didn't know if that was gonna become a thing no. later. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're new code names. <laughs> anyway, so Colson stops himself from laughing and then Ward walks in and May's like, You're late. <laughs> I've had enough of their sex banter. <laughs> this is <laughs> too much. <laughs> So then Coulson, Ward, and May, and Skye all drive up to a house where a mob of suburbanites is amassing and yelling about how Hannah blew up the gas station. Coulson, Ward, and May cut through the crowd and head up to the house, asking the police to disperse the crowd. The cop says, we tried, but it's a free country. Like, mm, okay, tell that to every Black Lives Matter protest, but <laughs> whatever. <Yeah. laughs> so this scene has the first appearance of Agent Davis. Is he a cop? No, he um, he is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. 
agent, and he becomes a regular in later seasons. So he's going to be back. You didn't notice him because he was not important in this episode, so I included it. So he didn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you for letting us know. You are so welcome. Please look out for Agent Davis coming soon (laughs) to a screen near you. Um, So Coulson introduces himself to Hannah, saying that he specializes in cases like hers. She asks if he's there to lock her up, and Ward assures her that they're just there to talk. She expresses her hopelessness as an egg gets thrown at her door, and another neighbor threatens her, saying, We don't want you here anymore. Like, uh, hello, police! Like, why are you even there if you're not going to do anything. <laughs> but if you defund the cops, then who's going to protect you in an emergency? Listen, it's only... They don't do anything now. It's only an emergency when you're throwing water bottles at them. Obviously. If you throw an egg at someone else, it's fine. They they, they can't do anything. <laughs> Their hands are tied. Anyway, <laughs> go into that forever. So Hannah is feeling the tension, and now one of the cop cars is driving itself directly towards the mob. Cole and tackles the man who threw the egg saving his life but I'm really glad that he tackled him because that guy deserved to be tackled and then one woman starts at Hannah like she just tried to kill us all and Skye just like shows up and grabs her arm and is like will you calm down (laughs) will you stop it Um, which I know it was supposed to that was supposed to just be like a quick moment, but it was so funny to me. I know. It, it stood out to me, too, for some reason, because, like, it really is, like, the, the thing about this scenario is that it's, like, not even unbelievable. Right. Like, a small town like that, and then, you know, an accident happens, and they all turn on this one woman. And I don't think that it would necessarily get that dramatic, where there's, like, a literal mob outside her house throwing eggs at her, but, like, this sort of thing absolutely does happen and it is bizarre to witness and all yeah. you can really say is like whoa calm down because like <laughs> whoa man <laughs> yes i know that you're grieving i know that this is hard to accept and i know that you need to blame someone but jesus christ calm down right can we still be people though (laughs) anyway so the cop on the porch immediately aims his gun at hannah typical (laughs) ward tries to get the cop to lower his weapon and hannah is freaking the fuck out so colson is trying to calm her down before anything else happens and then hannah just drops to the ground because may shot her with a night night gun and is like it's time to go you know in your soul when it's time to go (laughs) Swift reference coming in hot. Okay. I wonder if all the townspeople think that she's dead now, though. Like, I'm sure that the agents didn't stop to explain. No, it was just a (laughs) tranquilizer. No, no, she's fine. We just... We shot her, but she's okay. <laughs> it's just a court tranquilizer. It's just the night night Everyone's gun. going home telling their, like, grandchildren and great nephews, yeah, that bitch is dead. <laughs> the FBI, they showed up and they shot her. She's <laughs> gone. We don't have to deal with her no more. Oh, my God. Wait, I <laughs> had cannon. <laughs> so, at the particle accelerator site, Fitz's <laughs> drone camera flies back over to them as Simmons says, We don't believe people have telekinetic powers, do we? Like, <clears throat> I'm sorry, you've met people with super strength, literal aliens, and someone who could shoot fire out of their hands just in the past couple of months. But telekinesis was where we draw the line? <laughs> Gemma. I come love on. that this conversation insinuates that for other superpowers, within this universe there is like an actual scientific explanation for why those things happen Mm -hmm. and i i want to read those papers (laughs) i know it won't make sense in our world but i would like to see the research papers thank you (laughs) 
would it make sense to you even if it did make sense in our world i would to me i would make it make sense you know just in (laughs) just in my noggin okay well as long as it makes sense (laughs) if there's one thing i know about the human brain it's that we can make anything make sense yep (laughs) unfortunately sometimes true so fitz reminds her that although they don't have proof of it yet they did believe in telekinesis for a bit in their freshman year when Sally Weber made the books fall off the table in neurobiology. <laughs> Simmons says, that was a particularly cruel prank. And Fitz is like, you screamed like a girl. And Simmons like, I am a girl. It seems like Simmons has something against telekinesis. Like, she's like a little bit afraid of it. Yeah. Because this is not the first time that she's like brought it up. Maybe she has it. And then we hear that she has this like underlying trauma. We do? The, the prank. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. I was like, what? (laughs) Anyway, so Fitz is lamenting graduating three years early because they never got to pull pranks on any freshmen when Simmons remembers that Skye never went to the academy. So technically, she's a wide-eyed little freshman. And I can't wait to see what pranks they pull. But also... Didn't we say that Simmons has, like, three PhDs? She graduated three years early? <laughs> like, is the Academy, like, regular college? Did three, she get three PhDs in one year? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It does make sense as to, like, why they look so young, though, with three PhDs. Yeah. <laughs> and, it does. you know, that they're... Yeah, one of them is a literal rocket scientist. Also, side note, Fitz looks so goddamn good in this scene. <laughs> it's so, so the thing is, the thing about Fitz, I was thinking about this earlier this week. I was just thinking about the show and Ian DeCastiker, who plays Fitz. Mm-hmm. And I was like, would I call him like a celebrity crush? I was like, no, actually, I don't know anything about him. Like, literally <laughs> nothing. I have not the slightest clue of what he's like in real life, but I do think he is very cute, and I do love Fitz. So I have a crush yes. on Fitz. Ian, yes. I am sure that you are very nice, but I don't know not, I don't know anything about you. I don't know you enough to love you. The point of that being, in later seasons, he goes from like this cute little like sweet baby face, like curly hair, and he gets like chiseled jaw and like a little like scruff. So good. So good. I can't wait. (laughs) It's really good. But I was just amazed at how easily Fitzsimmons jumped between, like, being the emotional core of episodes in, like, the past few to Mm. being the comedic relief and then back again. Yeah. The range. The range. Yes, absolutely. They're incredible. I, it's, babe, yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great episode. It's so good. (laughs) We're doing, we're doing great. Uh, Anyway, back in the plane. Coulson has put Hannah in the holding cell or whatever with only a mattress, hoping that this will minimize the number of things that she can make move. Coulson explains to Ward and May that the dendrotoxin or whatever will be wearing off soon, and he wants May to be the one in there when Hannah wakes up to explain the situation and assuage her fears and all that. Ward asks, what if explaining the situation makes her more agitated? In which case, we definitely want May in the room. (laughs) And I feel like Ward was partially asking because he wanted to be the one in the room 
if things go bad. But we all know how bad Ward is at throwing a punch, so clearly May is the best choice. <laughs> also, I feel like there's some other reason May is the one to talk to Hannah, but I don't know what it is yet. Like, is she telekinetic too or something? <laughs> I don't know. So Coulson and May go in to talk to Hannah, and they offer her a bottle of water. <laughs> and he introduces himself and May by their first names. It's so cute. Aww. He's like, I'm Phil. This is Melinda. We're married. <laughs> Hannah is relieved that no one was hurt at the house, and she tells May that she wasn't angry at any of her neighbors. She knows that they were angry at her, and she understood why. She can hardly even think about the look that she got from the wife of Frank Delacour, one of her employees who was killed, and she fully blames herself for the explosion. Over in the lab, Skye is watching the questioning on the monitor, while Fitzsimmons are watching Hannah's brainwaves, and they determine that everything looks normal so far. She's obviously upset, but nothing weird is happening. They start talking about May being the one who shot, I mean, sedated Hannah when Fitz refers to May as the cavalry. And I don't know how I feel about the Ward-Fitz friendship anymore if Ward is going to be a bad influence like this. <laughs> they can they can chill out on that. Sky asks where the name came from and Fitzsimmons seems shocked that she doesn't know and that Ward didn't tell her. But then they remember that Sky didn't spend any time at the academy. So there's a prank coming. Fitz tells her the story, or at least a story. Imagine, if you will, a heavily secured compound. Manama, Bahrain. Multiple S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are taken hostage, tortured for information. Simmons is trying so hard to have a serious face at this point. <laughs> May's mission? Eliminate the threat. Killing not just a few people, but entire squads of mercenaries. Almost a hundred. Well, um, more than a hundred. Heavily armed men, apparently. Her vehicle got totaled, so she rode in, and um, she had a M249 in each hand, which are guns. I guess. And she rode in on a horse, hence the name the Cavalry. She eliminated the enemy threat single-handedly. Skye is a little bit skeptical, and Simmons walks away trying not to laugh. Fitz continues saying that May saw a lot of her that day. So Skye is starting to believe it, and she's like, is that why May is so May? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So Fitzsimmons goes back to examining the particle accelerator data on the hologram, holograph, hologram. The hollow table. Hollow table. <laughs> Fitz takes a piece of the virtual accelerator and hands it to Simmons. And Skye is looking at a piece herself when Fitz slaps her hand away. <laughs> no, you do not touch that. You need two semesters of holographic engineering before you get to touch this. She and Fitz are like siblings now, and I love it. So Sky goes up to do some more research on her own boring old flat computer. As she leaves, Fitzsimmons high-five and congratulate each other on their May story and agree to continue pranking Sky as is the Academy tradition. I'd also like to point out that my high school's nickname was The Academy, and I also, <laughs> I've also worked at a place that calls themselves The Academy, and so I always think it's funny when like the term the academy is supposed to be like this incredibly prestigious place when in my experience it's just like a normal school <laughs> So back in Hannah's room, she is explaining that she was getting reports for like two weeks about a part needing repairs on the accelerator. She had the lead technician Tobias replace the part and triple check it for damage. And then she went to the site very regularly and she never found any problems. So she assumes that she must have missed something. 
Coulson tells her that S.H.I.E.L.D. is checking into what actually happened to the Accelerator and what happened to Hannah to cause her to acquire this telekinetic ability. Hannah is confused by this and a little insulted that they think she caused the police car and the gas station incidents. Hannah acknowledges that she is the common denominator between these situations, but she swears it's not her because if it was, then she can make it stop. And so May says if it's not Hannah, then what is it? We don't know. Hannah believes that demons have gotten a hold of her and that God doesn't protect her from them anymore. And like, uh, what show am I watching? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I really feel for her, though, because I can understand why she came to that conclusion. Like, she's overcome by guilt. She's convinced that she did a horrible thing. And Mm. she believes she deserves the punishment. And like a small rural religious oil field slash factory town. I have experience with those. (laughs) Growing up that way affects you in a way that is hard to explain. And it's not necessarily inherently positive or negative, but it has the potential to get bad. Yeah, absolutely. So the team all agree that Hannah believes in her own supernatural persecution out of guilt because she truly does believe that she herself is at fault for her friends and her co-workers debts. Coulson reiterates that they need to pour over the site of the blast to determine once and for all whether Hannah caused it or not. And then behind Coulson, a blurry man is eavesdropping and then dissipates into mist before anybody sees him. Somebody call the Winchesters. Somebody I... <laughs> call Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> so Sky goes to mom and dad to beg them to let her talk to Hannah. From her research, Hannah seems like a kind and empathetic person who is devastated by this much death, much less the possibility that she's the cause of it. May doesn't like the idea, and they have a very tense exchange regarding May justifying a shoot first policy. But as May is forbidding Sky from going in there until they have more information on Hannah's powers, one of Coulson's collector items falls to the ground by itself, even though it was glued down but colson just picks it up and doesn't think anything of it of course (laughs) just some really intense turbulence that we didn't feel but somehow the thing that was glued down did yeah obviously but he does commend sky for asking the right questions he won't give her the go-ahead to do more than ask questions right now though so sky goes to ward in the kitchen to vent about may And Ward has May's back, which, I mean, good for him as, like, a team member, but also I wonder why. (laughs) So Skye speculates that May just needs to get laid. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And Ward freezes. Man, for a spy, he sure doesn't know how to control his reactions and body language. At all. <laughs> like, th- this this is becoming a theme. I think Ward is just a really fucking bad spy. <laughs> like, he's really bad at his job. So bad at it. But fortunately for him, Skye doesn't notice. She just keeps on going, saying she's not scared of May, even if she did kill a hundred guys on horseback. And Ward's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Skye says that's what Fitzsimmons told her so ward sets her straight it wasn't a hundred guys it was 20 trained assassins may cross them off with one pistol no support to rescue a bunch of agents and there definitely wasn't a horse sky says if, if everything went so well then why doesn't may like the nickname and ward says well may doesn't like the glory she does her job and that's it which if that's if he knows that that's the case then why does he keep calling her that <laughs> see but i i think he doesn't even know that's the case i think that's just what he assumed like even so. I, I can't we can't be sure because because there is no indication in the text of whether or not May has explicitly told him that, or if there has been any indication of that. 
But it seems to me like he has just decided for himself that she's being modest. So her protests against like using that nickname for her are just like, well, it doesn't matter. She's just being modest. It's fine. What a dick. Just didn't, doesn't <laughs> even bother to ask. Ugh. Anyway, so then Ward turns back around and he continues making dinner, but the knife he was just using has disappeared. It's the demon. It's ADHD. Yes. <laughs> you have no idea how many times that happens to me. It's the ADHD demon. <laughs> but no, seriously, you I that happens to me so much. And usually it's in the sink. Yeah. So maybe Ward should just check the sink. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so in the holding cell, Hannah is freaking out while someone or something is rattling the doorknob. And the thudding continues on the walls, the ceiling, the door. And Hannah's begging for God's forgiveness. Like, don't they have cameras in there on her at all times? Like, why is nobody monitoring this footage? Can we talk about this actress, though? Because, like, God. She was excellent. I remember even when I first watched this, it, like, it amazed me just just how well and, like, intensely she was emoting. Like, she genuinely yeah. looked horrified. Yeah. Like, horrified, devastated, like, oh my god, why is this happening to me? Like, she she plays those emotions very well and very believably. Yeah, she was excellent. She almost had me crying. I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I can't <laughs> imagine this happening to me. Yeah. So then we jump over to Simmons, looking through the reports on the explosion, and she determines that the technicians were right. And she's unfazed when Fitz shows up behind her in a gas mask. And he is so sad. <laughs> you weren't even a wee bit scared. More disappointed, really. <laughs> He's like, it's fine. I was just workshopping more pranks. But I was listening. Thank you very much. Simmons asked him to go get more sedative for Hannah. Because I guess someone was watching her video feed. But not very well, apparently. <laughs> she also tells him that the prank needs more work. I know! I'm trying different things! It's the timing that matters! <laughs> Sky is in her bunk doing research on the dead technician Tobias Ford, who I swear was in a Supernatural episode too. <laughs> I looked it up to check, and he was not. But he was in, just to name a few, CSI, NCIS, Cold Case, Grey's Anatomy, Law & Order Los Angeles, CSI New York, Mad Men, True Blood, Bones, Scandal, Grace and Frankie, Modern Family, and Riverdale. Wow. He's been in everything. Yeah. He looks so familiar. <laughs> I do actually remember the Riverdale arc that he was in, unfortunately. Oh, really? Not because of him, but just because of Riverdale. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was very good, yeah, but yeah. Uh, Riverdale, however, is not. <laughs> so Tobias apparently filed three safety complaints to Hannah's department in the last month before he died. Ward says she thought he was her friend, but he clearly had it out for her, and I am not understanding how that would correlate, but... <laughs> I think that's just Ward's brain being the way it is. He yeah. automatically assumes the worst. <laughs> but Sky says that Tobias was right, actually. So Fitz is down in the storage room with his gas mask, looking for couplings when he finds an excellent addition to his prank, a mop. <laughs> All he needs now is a bit of twine and an unsuspecting victim. <laughs> but the shadow guy, who is looking quite like the outline of Tobias, is right behind him! As Fitz turns around, Tobias disappears again. Back in the lab, Simmons is looking over the holographic explosion again, and she notices that the explosion opened a window to some other place and then tobias shows up and he says to hell and then he smashes the hollow table get the fuck away from simmons 
screams! <laughs> she screams and shuffles away from him and he disappears again. And then Coulson rushes in. Hannah was never telekinetic. She was being followed by Tobias. Tobias appears again in the main power closet and he pulls all the wires out of the wall, causing a blackout in the whole plane and the plane starts going down. So May rushes to the cockpit with Warden Sky. May starts giving out orders, including for Sky to buckle the fuck up and they look for a place to land. Coulson and Simmons rush to the emergency seats and strap themselves in and oh my god where is Fitz <laughs> they touch down on the ground in a very rough landing but May gets it done Coulson passes out some lower tech walkie talkies and tells the rest of the team that Hannah was not to blame Simmons tells them about her encounter with the ghost of Tobias even she believes that he's a ghost Sky asks once again if she can be the one to talk to Hannah, this time to tell her the good news that she's not to blame, but also that there is a non-corporeal madman hunting her, and Shield's holding cell may be the only thing protecting her at the moment. Coulson allows it, but my question is, will Tobias just be, like, waiting by the door to slip in whenever anyone opens it? <laughs> so Coulson goes to Radio HQ, and Ward is going to arm himself and escort Fitzsimmons downstairs to assess the damage to the plane so they can get back in the sky. And finally, Simmons asks, where the fuck is Fitz? <laughs> Fitz is still in the fucking closet with the door is locked. Let that baby out! <laughs> he has no idea what's going on, if the plane crashed, why people were screaming and his first instinct is that Simmons is pulling a prank on him. He starts to throw himself into the door when he sees that something has been lodged under it to keep him in there. So he forces the door the rest of the way open and sees that it was the knife that Ward was using to make dinner. What the fuck? I didn't remember that the knife had disappeared and so I was a little confused as to why it was a knife of all things. It seemed completely arbitrary to me. Yeah. Well, even so. A knife? <laughs> a knife. A, well, that's not a knife. <laughs> so Fitz brandishes the knife as he slowly makes his way down a dark hallway when he runs into Ward and Simmons coming in hot around a corner. And he accuses them of pranking him. They fill him in on what was going on as May gives them their orders over the walkie. Coulson attempts to call for help on his secret 1990s backup radio behind a painting in his office. But Tobias knocks out the satellite dish or whatever on the top of the plane, leaving them stranded with no means of contact. So the call sign for the bus is Shield 616. 616 is the allocated number for the mainstream Marvel Universe named Earth 616 in the Marvel Comics continuity. Oh. Uh, so very timely fun fact considering the multiverse stuff going on in the MCU right now. Yeah. So the MCU exists on 616. Interesting. Okay. Um, that's the timeline of it. So there are there are at least 600 other Earths before us? Or are they at the same time? Well, see, you'll just have to watch Loki for an explanation on the multiverse. Okay. Although there is an argument that the explanation of the multiverse in Loki is propaganda. So there's that. Propaganda? Propaganda from the TVA. Okay. The Time Variance Authority. I don't know it's all you... in the show. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're just throwing words at me. I don't know that. <laughs> That's the whole MCU. <laughs> you throwing peas at me. <laughs> Wait, I actually have thought. I, I don't know if anyone would want this. And I know for a fact that I would not ever have time to edit it. But I was thinking, like, if we were ever to start doing, like, little bonus episodes or something, we should watch all of the MCU movies and, like, the little one-shots that Coulson is featured in. We could do that after we finish the series. After we finish the seven 
seasons. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be that'll be what's next. Yeah. That'll be how we keep it going. Yeah. Okay. So Scott goes to Hannah's room and talks to her from outside the door, which I guess is how we keep Tobias from getting in. So good. Smart. Hannah guesses that the plane crashed and apologizes if anyone got hurt. Sky assures her that none of this was Hannah's fault. They get into a conversation about spirituality and Hannah reiterates that she believes God is punishing her and that she deserves it. Sky says no. No one deserves that. She doesn't believe in that kind of God because she grew up around nuns who got off on scaring kids with stories about God's wrath. The only thing Sky took to heart was when a sister McKenna told her the Bible verse that says God is love and that's the thing that holds us together. She goes on to say that if God is love then he wouldn't punish someone for just making a mistake. He would forgive that and Hannah just can't bring herself to believe it. I like that this episode tries to deliver a nuanced take on religion and whether it succeeds at that or not probably just depends on your personal experience. I think I remember my dad uh, wasn't quite a fan. I never dug into to why um, but he was a very religious man and so you know he probably had his reasons yeah. but I remember it really resonating with me when I first watched it and it still really resonates today. Yeah absolutely. Um, so May was listening around the corner and so she comes up and she orders Sky to go help Colson with his radio problems and like okay I get that it's a tense situation all around but if she was listening obviously they were in the middle of a pretty important conversation and colson gave sky permission to do this very thing in the first place so may is kind of pissing me off right now and also i can see on her face that something else is going on and i hate that they're making me upset with may right now she's my favorite and i want them to stop it (laughs) feel those complicated feelings nothing is black and white (laughs) feel them Um, so then Ward is still escorting Fitzsimmons to their post to try and fix the power, and Simmons is telling Fitz about the portal she saw at the explosion site. Tobias thinks that it's hell, but Simmons thinks it may be an alien world. And apparently this isn't the first time an explosion has caused a window to another world like this. So maybe that's exactly what the technicians at the lab were trying to do, create another portal. So Ghost Tobias is actually just trapped between worlds, and maybe that's what all ghosts are. And this is also really... (laughs) Never mind, I'm not going to bring Supernatural up again. (laughs) (laughs) They get to the power room and finally see the damage that Tobias caused to the wiring. He was pretty thorough. And then clang! Everybody jumps! And Ward says, the plane's uneven. It could just be settling. And Fitz is like, yeah, or the other thing. (laughs) Ward goes to check things out while Fitzsimmons gets to work. Ward calls the all clear, but then Tobias is right behind Fitzsimmons! And he locks them into yet another closet! So Ward runs back to save the day, but he can't even weak punch this guy because he disappears through the wall. So Fitzsimmons are calling for Ward to help them through the door, but Ward hears another clanging down the hallway. So he just like whispers for them to be quiet and follows the noise. Like, Ward, how are they supposed to hear you? <laughs> also, like, why are you chasing after the threat? You were you were sent down to protect Fitzsimmons. Right, and they're calling And you are you. not doing that. You are actively walking away from them multiple times. <laughs> like, that is just... You are not doing your job well. You are not good at your job, Ward. God damn it, Ward. You always have to be the hero. So much so that you're not doing your fucking job. He has to be the hero so he's not being the hero. Yeah. Ugh. 
Anyway, so then Tobias reappears and he throws Ward into the wall. Ward gets one singular punch in. A throat punch, to be short. But it was more of a throat caress, really. (laughs) And Tobias grabs Ward by his throat. And Ward is about to body slam him. But then Tobias disappears again. And he reappears in the closet with his giant wrench around Simmons' throat. And this is not a metaphor. And I am seething. Also, I accidentally paused at, if y'all want to look at this, I paused at 28 minutes and 37 seconds on the best frame I've ever seen. You texted that (laughs) to me. That's what I woke up to this morning. You're welcome. Um, But so Simmons screams and Ward comes running. As he opens the door, gun drawn, Tobias appears behind him and knocks Ward out with the same wrench. Then Tobias looks at his staticky hand and he screams. Like, okay, interesting. I mean, I'd be freaked out if... If that was happening to me, I think, probably. <laughs> there was just so much going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, so then he slams the door and he's he locked Fitzsimmons in the closet once again. At least they can play seven minutes in heaven now. <laughs> <laughs> so then Sky is helping Coulson figure out his radio and she is bitching about May again. She says she doesn't understand why May is the one staying with Hannah when Hannah is clearly scared of her. And Sky calls May the cavalry, which Coulson immediately shuts down. Finally. Finally. (laughs) Someone does. Respectful king. Yes. He sets the story straight. It wasn't a rescue or an assault. Coulson and May were the welcome wagon on a mission and things turned bad. But they were completely unarmed. A civilian girl and a handful of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents were being held captive by the followers slash worshippers of a certain powered person. May said that she could fix the problem. So she went into enemy territory alone to rescue the hostages and she got everyone out, but she came back a different person. She used to be a lot like Sky before, playing pranks, believing rules were meant to be broken, but she never told anyone what happened in there and she seemed to have lost a part of herself that day. Sky guesses that the reason Cole and one of May on the plane is to see if they could help her find herself again. So some explanation is given as to why the cavalry is um, the general nickname for May. Mm-hmm. But Marissa Tancherowen, who um, co-wrote this episode, noted that the full details were actually not revealed. They just used the other characters' attempts to explain the origin and why she's a legend. Yeah. Because in real life, generally this is like how those kinds of stories get told other people tell your story and it's always changing and Mm. no version of it is ever the full truth yeah that's a really smart way to do it yeah i really like it it's really good i really like it because they gave the backstory but there is still more to be like uncovered right there's more to why may is the way that she is there's more to that trauma so it's like you know you know something happened but you're not any closer to figuring out what exactly it was yeah genius i'm very excited for you to finally find out what it is <laughs> is it soon <laughs> not really don't, it's, it's fine don't answer it <laughs> um so sky and colson are interrupted by the door to colson's office slamming shut and jamming itself and then what little light they had goes out again tobias shows up and he takes sky the same way he did simmons and he orders colson to either let him into hannah's room or let hannah out fitzsimmons tells may over the walkies that Tobias disappears and it seems that he's switching back to the other world but his form 
seems to become less and less stable each time he reappears. They think if they can wait him out, he may not be able to switch between worlds indefinitely. As the lights flicker around May, we see Tobias appear in the distance and then right behind her. And as he's about to knock her out with the wrench, she disappears. She's so good. <laughs> Tobias runs and Hannah's cell door is finally open, but she's not there. May is leaving her outside the plane and Hannah asks what she's going to do and May famously says, fix the problem. <laughs> oh my God, she's incredible. <laughs> she's so fast. How did she do that? <laughs> she's a good spy. Yes. She's good at her job. <laughs> Excellent. So back in Coulson's office, Coulson states the obvious, we gotta get out of here, while Skye is actually formulating a plan based on the assumption that all of Coulson's collector gadgets still work. In the closet, Ward is beginning to wake up. Simmons is filling him in, and Ward is flabbergasted that he was knocked out with a plumber's wrench. (laughs) They all speculate that he must have been holding the wrench during the blast that knocked him betwixt worlds. But that would have been an odd tool to be loosening a coupling. So they say, who do they think their demographic is? Because, like, do they think that we would have any idea what a plumber's wrench or a coupling is or that they don't work together? So I think this is where they figure out that Tobias was the one loosening the thingy that Hannah had to keep checking on and repairing. Yeah. So yeah. I think part of the problem with us being not a certain demographic and not understanding some things is that I think we, like, miss a lot of context. I, I mean, I, I have. I know that you have. Um, so I yeah. think what they said in that scene was like, oh, it was weird that he was holding a plumber's wrench when he died or when the explosion happened because, like, his job had nothing to do with the plumber's wrench. Like, why would he be holding a wrench? But then I think it's Fitz goes, it wouldn't be to loosen a coupling, would it? Yeah. So at least that was my interpretation of it. Well, so, I mean, they at least said that. So I'm like, okay, I get it from context clues. But also, <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyway, um, so Skye finds a tiny little watch that looks exactly like the watches that my mom used to always wear in, like, the 90s and the early aughts. <laughs> <laughs> so Skye gets that tiny little watch's walkie-talkie feature to work. So Coulson is able to talk to Ward again. They fill each other in and realize that May is not with either party. <gasps> May brings Hannah to a barn. And <laughs> another supernatural reference came to my brain, but I won't say it. <laughs> And she apologizes, but she needed to use Hannah as bait to draw Tobias out away from May's people. And May says that she's going to do whatever she has to do. Fitz walks Skye and Coulson through turning Coulson's collector walkie-talkie watch into a small bomb to blow open the jammed office door. And Coulson laments that only 20 of these were ever made. (laughs) Fucking nerd. (laughs) Listen, I feel him. He's just a sentimental baby. It's fine. And it works. And so Skye and Coulson release Ward and Fitzsimmons and they all make their way through the plane together and fill each other in on who the ghost is. Simmons brings up that it makes no sense for him to complain about safety issues while also causing them and she starts to bring up another theory when Ward interrupts her and says theories don't matter only facts matter and the fact is that a bullet will take you out of whatever world you're in. (laughs) Okay Mr. Facts don't care about your feelings. How are you going to shoot a guy who can literally just disappear whenever he feels like it? Also like aren't you literally on this mission to figure out what is happening and now suddenly (laughs) figuring out what is happening is not important. Do your fucking job Ward. Do your fucking job. Oh so they are trying to figure out where may would have taken hannah when simmons says we can use the golden retrievers 
They have dogs on this plane? <laughs> so she opens the closet door to get them, and Fitz's mop prank falls out, and everyone screams, including Fitz. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, shout out to, what's the what's the username? Oh, Fitz is always screaming or something. Yeah, Fitz screams every day. Hi. Yes. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> They're always, like, tweeting at us and liking our tweets, and it's such, it's such a good account. You know who you are. You know who you are. You know who it's, you are. You tweet screams. out. You tweet out the screams, and we love that for you. We love that for us. I only ha- I've only looked at like the first few tweets because I don't want to spoil anything for myself. Yeah, that's but good. I I love the whole concept of your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Fitz screams, and Simmons is like, this is not the time for childish nonsense. And Fitz just calmly states, pranking was your idea, and I obviously rigged this little beauty before I knew there was a dimension-jumping psychopath in the mix. Wait, childish? <laughs> oh, wait, no. Uh, Sky said that. Sorry. And so Sky says that Tobias is childish. And I'm not sure where she's getting that or where she's going with it, but uh, okay. <laughs> it is a leap, yeah. but, you know, I'll take it because... Right. We get it, it later. Plot. We get it later. Yeah. But I don't know where she got that from. <laughs> it, it turns out that she's right, but it, it is quite a leap. I'm not sure that I would have come to that conclusion. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so in the barn, Tobias shows up where Hannah is waiting for him. She is shocked that it's him. And then May tackles him sideways. And finally, a good fight. I'm so tired of words fighting. And look at this technique. It was incredible. Ming-Na Wen yes! is a trained fighter. She does her own stunts. I literally just found out while, like, literally while I was watching this that she voiced Mulan. And I, I can't believe I didn't you know. You didn't know that? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe I only think it's common knowledge because I'm such a huge fan of the show. But I knew that. I knew Ming-Na Wen before it was cool. <laughs> I literally just saw it, like, completely unrelated on Twitter. It just, like, showed up. Yeah, she's a fucking badass and a Disney princess. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so that was that was a good moment. <laughs> so then Sky's theory that is that Tobias is actually in love with Hannah and has been showing it in childish ways. He hasn't been trying to hurt Hannah, he's been trying to protect her. And Colson finally re- leads the rest of the team outside the plane and onto the luscious grass I've ever seen. I want to take a nap in it. <laughs> Fitz puts some device on the ground and several glowing golden snitches fly into the air. And like, are we going to get sued if I keep making references to you know who? I don't think so. But also, I'm pretty sure the only reason Fitzsimmons named them Golden Retrievers was because Marvel would have gotten sued if they named them Golden Snitches. (laughs) (laughs) Which, hello, have you met Fitzsimmons? That's exactly what they named that. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Didn't they mention Hogwarts in like one of the first episodes? I think they definitely mentioned it in this episode. They say, um, Sky says, I'm sorry I didn't go to your shield Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm talking Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, so, yeah. So, <laughs> Tobias is trying to lead Hannah out of the barn with him when May swipes his leg out from under him. He goes down hard and he doesn't move, so then May moves Hannah, like, three feet to the left and tells her to stay there. Like, <laughs> that seems unsafe. <laughs> and it is! 
Tobias plows May through a horse stall and one of the rafters falls and is swinging straight towards Hannah. Tobias blips over and takes the blow for her and falls to the ground. This is when May realizes that Tobias doesn't want to hurt Hannah. So she tells Hannah to tell Tobias that May is not going to hurt Hannah. So Hannah tells Tobias that May is a friend and he hesitates. So so May tells him their theory about him being stuck between worlds. He says he knows because one of those worlds is hell and he's being dragged there for what he did. He confesses that it was his fault the explosion happened. He would loosen bolts to cause safety issues on the machine so that Hannah would have to come visit the site just because he wanted to see her. And like, yes, put all of your co-workers in mortal danger just because you don't have the guts to ask out your crush. Classic! There's no <laughs> world in which that would be a good idea or like even remotely cute. No. <laughs> when you do eventually ask her out, if this explosion hadn't happened and you did like eventually ask her out, what, what's your plan then? Right. Is this going to be like a fun little anecdote that you tell? Oh, I just casually put everyone in danger multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I used to, uh, you remember that time where I made you keep coming down because there was like a, a loose coupling? That was me. <laughs> that was yeah. me. <laughs> Funny, right? She'd be like, uh, you're an idiot. Bye. I, I know it could have caused an explosion, but like we ended up together, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> it all works out in the end. <laughs> uh, he never meant to hurt anyone, of course, but after the blast, he saw that people were blaming him hannah for what happened so he tried to protect her from them and he ended up hurting more people and giving them more to blame hannah for he tells her maybe if you forgive me i won't go to hell and she gives the iconic only god can forgive you get him hannah that's what i'm fucking talking about yes (laughs) and then may adds and he won't yes fuck him that part always shocks me like when I hear it I don't know why I'm never expecting it but she just like straight and he won't and I'm like oh Jesus Christ oh my god that's such a thing to say incredible (laughs) fuck him up May oh my god so then she continues and I had to write down everything she said word for word you can't undo what's been done this will be with you forever but trying to hold on to this life clinging to a person you thought you could be that's hell and you're dragging her down with you. Agent May, tell him. <laughs> so she tells him to fucking stop it and let the girl go before she makes him. So he finally lets go and he disappears into mist again. To live out the rest of his days on this alien planet. <laughs> yes, in hell. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so then Coulson and Skye show up right then. And Skye runs to check on Hannah while Coulson asks May what she said to Tobias. And May says that she told him the same words that Coulson told her in Bahrain. Which, oh no. Does that mean that she couldn't save the civilian girl hostage? That's why she said, let the girl go. <laughs> That's what I got from it. I'm not saying shit. Okay. (laughs) I was hoping I would be wrong, but that's okay. So back on the plane, the power is turning back on and Skye is tucking Hannah into her bunk. Ward comes up to check in as Skye is closing the door and it's a very short exchange. And why do I miss their stupid little (laughs) heart-to-hearts? Oh, I know I make fun of them, but... I miss him. <laughs> so then Sky sees Coulson grieving the loss of his little 90s mom watch. He says that Fitz can't fix it, and Sky turns the watch into a metaphor for May so they can go ahead and wrap up the Full House style end of episode lesson. <laughs> it is an ABC show. It is. <laughs> but it's not ABC family. No. So. It is not family friendly. <laughs> so fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> 
Oh my god, my 14-year-old niece has recently told me that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is her favorite show. <gasps> and I'm like, oh, that's so sweet! I have a podcast about it! You can never listen. Please never, never, don't never. listen. Oh my god. I love you! <laughs> and then she goes, what kind of words do you say? And I was like, well, I mean, you know, you can listen to it when you're like 18. She's like, I probably won't. I'm never gonna swear. I'm like, okay, sweetie. Okay. I love you. You know what? Believe that as long as you want. So the end of episode lesson is that May is not a lost cause. Duh. And if anyone can bring her around, it's Coulson. Sky says that Coulson knows what makes people tick. Stop it. <laughs> I'll watch one. <laughs> and Coulson says that Sky does too. Sky was a friend to Hannah and she was trying so hard to get into May's head and she figured out Tobias without even trying and Coulson wasn't surprised. This is why he wanted Sky to be paying attention on the index asset evaluation and intake process. He thinks she could be the best at it someday. And she says, thanks AC. And my first thought was AC Slater? How many 90s references can I fit in this show? Um, <laughs> but then I realized that she was abbreviating Agent Coulson and Coulson says that maybe she can rename the process and good god i hope so <laughs> next asset evaluation and intake process that's too many syllables is there even like a um acronym yes that no it doesn't it would the be anyway so then sky goes to the cockpit to ask if she can keep may company and like finally somebody actually asks people are always just barging into may's cockpit and annoying her and it's about time someone respects her may time may says nothing though so sky just sits down quietly and watches as they take off and may's face softens just slightly as she watches sky so cute Aww. So now it's time for the post-content content. content. Whoop, whoop. Simmons, Ward, Coulson, and Skye are playing Scrabble. Simmons puts down the word aglet, and Ward is a party pooper, as always, and says, that's not a word in the English language. I've never heard of it. Like, bro, have you never seen Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? <laughs> That's where I learned that word, but okay. <laughs> and then everyone is mad at her for using a word that they've never heard of, even though it is a word, and Sky looked it up to verify for them. But So I told you I've been, like, super tired this week, super low energy, just, like, all life force zapped out yeah. of me. So I was watching this episode, and I paid attention. I was, you know, if I wasn't doing what I was supposed to, at least I was paying close attention <laughs> to the episode. But I literally only took one note this whole episode, and it was doesn't know what a fucking aglet is <laughs> the only note the only thing of importance that i needed to it's say truly it's beautiful it's the only thing important and for anyone who doesn't know what an aglet is it's a little plastic thing on the tip of your shoelace yes. everybody, everybody knows, knows this. that Jesus. if you've watched sweet life of zach and cody if you've watched agents of shield then you know <laughs> i don't even remember like what i think i got it from like a laffy taffy rapper or something <laughs> Uh, I can't remember my bank account number, but I sure can't remember what an aglet is. <laughs> um, so then Fitz walks in and they all burst into laughter because he has shaving cream on his hand and his face. And he says, it's not funny. I was sleeping peacefully. Fitz is trying to figure out who's to blame, but everyone swears it wasn't them. May is listening from the cockpit with the smallest, slyest smile on her face. She's back, baby. And that's it. The end. Goodbye. That's it. Oh, so good. I I really did like this episode. Part of why I just didn't take notes was because I was really just sucked in to the story. Yeah. 
It was good. Um, and also, again, I'm really fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what are your overall thoughts on this episode? Okay. Number one, I have three. So, number one, okay. I love a May episode. I want a million more. I want to know every single second of Melinda May's life from the second she was born until now, and I want to know every thought in her head. <laughs> Second, can we be done with Warden May now? Like, <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> I don't want that to keep going. <laughs> um, and third, I love that May is pranking. And I like the idea that having Sky's energy on board the plane is helping her heal a little bit. But I also love the idea that May has been, like, pranking everyone this whole time, but everyone assumed that someone else did it. <laughs> <laughs> They'd never suspect her. Never. Uh, what were your thoughts? My thoughts were that it was a good episode. Yes. I pretty much, I said that all I had, again, I only took one note, and it was in disbelief that Ward doesn't know what a fucking aglet is. <laughs> but yeah, so I just, I liked it. It was a good experience, and um, I like, you know, the, the nuanced take that they try to have on religion. Although, again, it being set in Utah makes a lot more sense. Yes, it it adds a lot of context, yep, yep, yep. and that's all I'll say about <laughs> <laughs> so this concludes our episode on season one episode nine repairs if you want to keep up with us you can follow us on tiktok at agents of nothing podcast on twitter at agent nothing pod you can also go to anchor.fm slash agents of nothing and send us a voice message with your thoughts you can also donate to us on anchor and we would appreciate that very much a lot of time and effort goes into this podcast even though i just said that i didn't take any notes but i still gathered the fun facts yes. so there <laughs> you can also email us at agents of nothing podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you yes, hear your thoughts hear your opinions yes, yes, yes. our personals me mariah you can find me on twitter at full swamp witch underscore on tiktok at submarine warfare uh and on instagram at submarine warfare and you can find me caroline on twitter at rusty page 95 on instagram at underscore rusty page and on tiktok at crazy ginger 995 oh and also shout out to anyone who may be listening to our podcast from the recovering gleek patreon yeah. because y'all are so nice and i love you goodbye Welcome. okay next week next week we'll be covering season one episode 10 the bridge so stay tuned for that okay bye bye love you